Thank you for tuning into the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope, a United Methodist community. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We serve the Elgin, Illinois area and are located at the corner of Randall Road and Highland. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, here is this week's message. Our scripture today is from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 25 through 32. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. May God bless the reading, hearing, and understanding of his word. Amen. Couldn't help but think as, uh, as Jan was playing that wonderful piece for our offering uh, and hearing a couple of voices singing along with it. Uh, the reflections that I have of, of grandfathers and fathers and, and those loved ones that, uh, that have passed and remembering that on this particular Father's Day. So thank you. So I encourage you to have your, your bulletins, your bulletins handy. There, are, there is a spot in there for you to take notes. Uh, there also is a place in there that has uh, little scripture passages for you, as well as questions to reflect on throughout the week, uh, to continue your learning and your growing throughout the week on this particular topic on the power of words. Uh, because I know that, that the Spirit will speak Uh, And so as the Spirit speaks to you this morning, I want you to be able to remember that. Uh, Remember what you heard, those nudges that you felt during this message. I ask that you would pray with me. Gracious and loving God, we we decided to come here this morning and, and celebrate our Sunday here in worship. And so God, as we are here, God, speak to our hearts. Give us the word that you have for us today. And God, may the words that I speak no longer be my own, but they would be your words for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So have you ever read a a really good book? You know, the the one that you just couldn't put down? Mm -hmm. The author just has a way with words at times. They seem to just kind of roll off the page, almost begging you to continue to read even more and more. Have you ever found yourself absolutely captivated by a poet 
reading their recent work, or maybe a songwriter singing her latest creation? What about listening to a a powerful speech, a a presidential address, or a moving sermon? (laughs) What makes it so special, so memorable? Is it the words? Is it the how the person is presenting them, or maybe it's a combination of the two. Either way, I think we can all agree on the main principle here. Words are powerful. It doesn't take much to realize how they can affect or change anything around us. So a little experiment. Pay attention to how you feel when I say these random words. This isn't like the, uh, the ink blot test. Uh, but just, how do you feel when, when I say these words? Ice cream. Mm. Social media. Tight spaces. High suspension bridges. Anti-racism. Spiders. Fake news. A baby's laughter privilege, health insurance, (laughs) active shooter. You see, words have deep meaning, especially trigger words like those I just mentioned. They carry meanings that that are different depending on the person. I mean, someone may love high suspension bridges, while Maureen Stanley and my wife do not. (laughs) Words, however, can diminish, but words can encourage. Words can make you feel like you were invincible and then bring you to the lowest point of self-worth. Words are important, but we have to understand that just as important as the words we say is also how we say them. What is our tone? What is our inflection, our volume, or maybe even the body language that we're using? How are we expressing ourselves without the words? I mean, sometimes words say one thing while our bodies are saying something completely different. Ever been in one of those conversations? (laughs) Yeah? Sometimes the words used convey the same general message, but with a completely different response from those around us. You see, a while ago, there was a a video going around on social media, which demonstrates the power of words. Uh, And so I I want you to watch this video here and, and see what you think. So in case you didn't hear what he said, he said, what did you do to my sign? She said, I, I said the same, just different. Words can have incredible meaning. And they can change someone's life, good or bad, which is why we need to be careful with what we say and how we say it. I guess that's why there's, there are so many analogies about horrible, how horrible words can be, especially when we talk about bullying or insulting or degrading other people. So you might remember that John Wesley had three simple rules that we should all try to follow, and they are do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. 
And so when I think of doing no harm, the idea of being careful about what I speak comes to mind. I don't want to harm others with my words. But there are times when that is difficult. I wonder if you feel the same way. Do you have control over your words at all times? I mean, many times, out on I-90, I find it hard to control my words. You might do the same thing. We have so much control over many other areas in our lives, but when it comes to things we speak, why is it that we find it so hard to control at times? We say things really without thinking about them. You know, Jesus' half-brother James felt, felt strongly about the power of words and how people misuse them in their conversations. He said, the tongue is a restless evil. It is such a small part of our bodies, but yet a part that can do so much damage. He referenced our, our tongues to the rudder on a ship. It's such a small portion of the boat, but can make, huge, make a huge difference on which way it turns. And so our words are the same. They can do so much damage to those around us, or better yet, they can do so much good. James uh, 3.10 tells us, From the same mouth come blessing and cursing, my brothers. These things ought not to be so. See, James tells us that these things should not be. Not that they can't be. He is pleading with us, encouraging us to make good choices in our speech. James's desire is for us to build each other up, not tear each other down. So what is it going to be for you today? Blessing or curse? It shouldn't be both. But it's a decision, and so you need to choose. And you need to choose each and every day. I'm sure someone has told you at least once that you should think before you speak. Probably was your mother. We really should. Because once you say something, it is really hard to take it back. Think about one of those uh, little bottle party poppers, you know, the little ones that you pull the string, and when you pull the string, it pops and all those streamers come shooting out of it. Once they're out, yeah, it makes it really hard to put them back in again. You could probably get the streamers back in, but I'm not sure you're getting the pop back in. There's also a youth lesson that I, that I once used It was uh, that where they would try to squeeze all the toothpaste out of a tube as fast as they can, only be told afterwards that they needed to put it back in. It's impossible. Well, I shouldn't say it's impossible, but it can't be done really quick. Take an awful lot of time. The same is with our words. Our words cannot be unsaid. Sure, we can, we can ask for forgiveness, but that doesn't take, a, it doesn't take away the fact that, that we said them. We need to be careful about what comes out of our mouths. As an illustration, I want you to think about something as we talk about this. Sorry, Stephanie. Uh, so, <laughs> my daughter Jessica had just been born, and Stephanie was trying to be the good big sister. And she would hold her, 
from time to time. Well, on this one particular day, Stephanie was holding her and was playing around with her. And, and so she was laying on the fo- floor with her and she was holding Jesse up above her head. Well, she didn't realize what d- Jessica had just eaten lunch. <laughs> Out Cape lunch, even some right into Stephanie's mouth. <laughs> to her defense, she did not drop her sister. She just calmly set her down and proceeded to then cry out after that and rinse out her mouth and rinse off her face. And I don't know if this is an image that, that you probably want this morning, but yet this is what our words do. When harsh words are spoken, they get all over the person, the other person. It makes them, makes them feel sick. Makes them feel less than what God created them to be. And as much as they try to rinse the filth off themselves, it seems to stay with them. You see, words can be incredibly difficult to forget. Bullying, demeaning, belittling, demoralizing, slandering, or gossiping about others is incompatible with Christian teaching. It is incompatible. With Christian teaching. We are called to bless others with our mouths. We are called to build up, not tear down. Paul writes to the the church in Ephesus regarding the language that, that they were using on each other as he tells them, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. I, you, know, you know me, I, I like different translations from time to time, uh, and so I love the message translation even better. It says, watch the way you talk. Let nothing foul or dirty come out of your mouth. Say only what helps. Each word is a gift. Each word is a gift. I wonder how our speech would change if we truly thought about every word that we spoke as a gift. What gift do you want to receive today? What gifts do you want to give? Say only what helps. Only words that are good for building up. I guess mom was right after all these years. If you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. Yes, we all had the same mom, didn't we? Say only what helps. Words have power. Words are power. Yes, they can tear people down, but yes, they can build people up. Your words have that kind of power, whether you like it or not. Your words have incredible power. Whether you're in a position of authority or not, what you say and how you say it can carry significant weight. And if the person you are talking to views you in some position of authority, your words will carry even more than just your views. They will carry truth for that other person. This is incredibly important for parents, especially as we celebrate Father's Day. And those actually who work with kids as well. What you say and how you say it can carry truth for them. Our kids and our grandkids will will hear words from each of us 
And they'll hear from most of us today. Which words will they hear? Will they be words that build up or words that tear down? Of course, I also need to emphasize that it's also important in how you say it. I remember there was, a, there was a kid in vacation Bible school back in Rockford. According to one of the volunteers, this child was out of control, completely out of control. He was running around, talking, yelling, ignoring his teacher, and no one could get him to calm down. I remember the teacher trying to speak louder and louder as the child's volume got louder and louder. I remember the teacher standing over the child and giving orders, stop that, be quiet, don't touch those other kids, stop running. The teacher was exhausted and at her wit's end. She was ready to give up, and frankly, if you, in all honesty, she probably did a little while ago. The boy was running up the aisle, away from the teacher, and right into my path. I remember getting down on my knees so that I could look him straight in the eye. And in a calm voice, I asked him to slow down because it was dangerous, disrespectful of all the other kids that were there with him. I said we all want to have fun, but we also need to listen so that we know when it's, when it's time to go on to our next activity. I asked him if I could go with him to the next activity, and then I asked him for a hug. He gladly gave me the hug, and we went on to the next area, walking. Many times it's not what we say, but how we say it. What will our kids and our grandkids hear? Will they hear words of commendation or condemnation? Will they hear encouragement or hindrance? Will they hear love or hatred? Muhammad Qutani, winner of the 2015 Toastmasters Award, told of a friend and his father, a relationship that he had with his father. The words his friend heard throughout growing, up, throughout growing up was that his father was never pleased with him. Harsh criticism was the topic of so many conversations between father and son. All the son wanted to hear was that his dad was proud of him, but these powerful words never came. He went away to college, overachieved just to make his father proud, called his dad after receiving his final grades to tell them that he graduated with the highest honors and a 4.0 grade point average all throughout his college career. The response he got back from his father was, let me call you back in a little while, I'm busy. I'm busy? How hard would it have been to say a few words, to listen to his son, Instead, it was two short but extremely powerful words. I'm busy. What a way, what a way to make a, feel, a son feel wanted, celebrated, or loved. It was only a few months later that Muhammad got a phone call. You see, his friend had overdosed on medication, killing himself. 
Four little words could have saved his life. I'm proud of you. Four little words. Words have power. Words are power. Which ones are you speaking? Are you tearing down? Are you building up? Our passage from Ephesians ends this way. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Brothers and sisters, get rid of all evil talk, backstabbing gossip, and be kind to one another. We hold the power to bless or to curse. Which one will it be for you today? You have the power to make that decision. No one else holds that power over you. You have it. Choose wisely. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, God, we hear words for us today. We hear words about our words and our speech and how important those are. We hear James tell us that the tongue is incredibly powerful. We hear Paul write to the church in Ephesus that that they should be kind to one another and they should only use words that build up, that help us grow in our relationship. And so God, I thank you for the words that you have spoken to us today and the message that you have given to us. And so now God, I ask for the strength the courage to move forward and to use our words wisely and to share those words of life, the wonderful, wonderful words of life. I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Because like I, like I said during our offering time, we, we, are, we are blessed to have this sanctuary and come on up here and, uh, and, uh, and we're, we're welcoming uh, Beyond Church uh, to come in. They are going to be joining, uh, joining in this sanctuary space uh, starting today. Uh, they will be uh, worshiping around 1130, uh, and so they're going to come in, and they're going to have people just start coming to the Lord to them as well. And so what I want to do is introduce, so this is, this is Elvin uh, and his wife Roxana, and I have Natalie. Natalie and Sebastian. Uh, And so this is Journey of Hope, and Journey of Hope, this is the beginnings of Beyond Church here. And so we welcome them into our space, and yes! (laughs) And I I would love for all of us to pray for them. And so will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, you have blessed us. You have blessed us with this building, and you have blessed us to be able to be a blessing to others. And so, God, we thank you that, uh, that Elvin and Roxana and their kids and, and so many are going to come and, and partake in this beyond church. And so, God, I ask that you would, that you would bless them, 
that you would multiply their numbers, that you would grow them in their faith, and that, to, that people would come and experience your love and your grace and your mercy for them. Uh, and so, God, God, you are a part of this, and I know that you are a part of this. God, we, we experience that over these, over these past week, this couple of weeks. Uh, and so, God, I know that you are moving. God, I know that you are blessing them, and I know that you are going to do wonderful things, not only with Journey of Hope, but also with Beyond Church. And so, God, thank you for creating this relationship. All this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much. Absolutely. It's great to have you here. Uh, and so, when we get, we're going to go ahead and, uh, and we're going to close our worship. We're going to have uh, Jan share our wonderful postlude. Uh, but uh, I th- I'm going to invite, we're going to all kind of walk out there and just in case people want to say hi to you as we, as we go out. Uh, and so, remember, remember everyone, words have power. Words are power. So, what are you going to do with your words today? Who are you going to bless with the gift of your words. Now, as we leave, remember that the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit goes with us, and it goes with us always. Amen.